podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Yeah, if you could turn up on time, that'd be great. Like, I'm just sick of waiting around with you, right? It's like, I, was, I had a really good intro planned. And, oh, we're live. Good evening. Welcome along there to the show. How is everyone out there in the internet land? I hope they're all doing grand. I've actually reversed my camera tonight, so if you see me looking in the wrong direction, I'm not. I'm actually looking in the direction I normally look in. I'm just looking in a different direction. Um, just for a bit of a change in terms of what's going on. Um, of course, this is the Winners and Losers show. Um, literally, it's the Winners and Losers show uh, where I've got Davo on beside me tonight. And Davo, you're just there, buddy. See? By reversing the camera, yeah, there's no reversed. messing around with the fingers. There's Davo there. And then below me is P. Hey, P. All good, mate. You all right? Beaming, I have to say congratulations to Spain on phenomenally better internet than they had three years ago when you made your um, Trippers debut uh, and you used no, to I just, have, in... I just have more money now. All right. <laughs> I, now, are you still in a wardrobe and do you still, oh, yeah. get, hit, do you still get hit with a saucepan off your missus? Do you remember it's that? Expensive, it's a more expensive wardrobe now. <laughs> <laughs> That's grand. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, that's good to hear. Um, yeah, Pete, how, how are you getting on? All good, buddy. All good. Yeah. No, no real, no genuine complaints. Have no, you got a uh, got your winners and your losers ready to rock? I do. I do have my winners and losers. And I hope Davo does. I, I, I read, the, I saw the previous, saw some interesting stuff. So I know Davo will have some keen insights, and I know you'll have some good stats for us. I've I've no stats. I, I like I'm I'm not going to lie about this. I saw no football this weekend. Uh, <laughs> folks were up from the country, and um, we we're having our annual barbecue. In the back garden because it was it was summer again in Ireland, uh, which oh, made a huge difference to, to what the weekend was like. Um and yeah, then there was the there was plenty of college football, which is fantastic. It was crazy. And then the American football was on Sunday, which is <coughs> the like it's, it's literally the by far the best spectator sport around this yeah, month. Thanksgiving and all that. Yeah, that's that's more your thing, isn't it? No, well, that's November, P. You need to get your dates right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you're, you're too busy attacking everyone online. You need to start just just absorbing yourself with it. With, with the Phil way Phil really enjoyed Sunday because the Bears played on tour, so it made it uh, the Bears, and, and, the and, Bears, and made I'm one, I'm one, I'm one, I'm one. I was delighted with that. First time in nearly a year they've won, like literally a physical year that they've won. So it was uh, it's great. It's great to not have to carry about what was going on the weekend, and, and then it was crazy, Cra- plenty of craziness. Davo, good evening to you. How are you getting on? Grand Phil, not a bother. Same as Pete. Yeah. No, re- no real complaints. Would have liked us to hang out for the win on uh, so yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah, but um, he didn't. Really, he probably didn't do enough. So that's it. Take a yeah. point and go. That's it. Yeah, okay, there's Kevin Sullivan. Barmy, twenty-four degrees Celsius and sunny Cork today. That's a pity. You're in Cork, Kev. Um, if you had said anywhere else at all, it was, that's lovely, but look, that's a pity about that. I feel for you. Um, we'll send down some help to get you out of that place. It's uh, horrible. Anyway, um, that's uh, that's about it. So we're on to the winners and losers. Let's worry about what's going on in the world of football. And you can bring me up to date on the very interesting things that have been happening. I did, when Gav said to me, are you coming on tonight? I was like, uh, yeah, come on. Um, I did pick out a few things that, that interested me, and we'll come around to them later on. And, of course, we'll have our surefire rapid three-minute end at the end um, to pick out all the winners and losers that we forgot. So tonight I'm going to start with, um, Davo, give me your loser of the week. Oh, do you know what? Oh, 
My loser of the week, right? I try and think outside the box a little bit rather than like a team who won or a team who lost. Shouldn't. Blah, 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 blah. But do you know what? My, my loser of the weekend, actually, this weekend is Alexis McAllister. And the reason for it Interesting. Right, is... Interesting. Right. And this is not because I think he's a shy signing or a shy player or anything like that. I'll caveat all this by saying he's probably he's playing out position. He should, he's, he's not a six. I'm not on his own, anyway. <laughs> He's not a six, but I just think I was for me Sunday was kind of a what's the word kind of a build up and a kind of came to a bit of a crescendo. I just I was kind of watching him since we signed him, thinking am I the only one that's kind of not overly impressed there because he's coughing up. I just think that he's coughing up an awful lot of possession for someone in a six in his own. It was not about the goal the weekend. There was plenty of blame to go around between the Allison and Van Dijk as well. There was enough blame to go around there for the for the three of them. And obviously, McAllister has involved himself. I've just been a bit meh with him since he's he's come in, to be honest with you. I do think he's a very good player. Uh, as I said, he's playing the opposition. Um, but I've, it's, I've been kind of alarmed the amount of times he's copped up possession and put us under the pump in games a few times. And it's probably against... Listen, you get away with it when you're home to Barmouth, etc. But in games where Brighton, geez, there was times yesterday Brighton were just fucking ripping us asunder, cutting through. He was getting cut out. He was there was gaps everywhere. He was getting cut out of position. Um, two two lacks in the ball, and uh, yeah, look, I, like I said, it's just something that was me for the last few weeks. I've been kind of sitting there going, "Am I the only one who thinks this, or am I fucking wrong? What's the fucking story?" Um, but it's just been, it's just, I've just been a bit, little bit underwhelmed by him. And yesterday I was as well. So I just went for him as kind of loser of the week, Phil. Okay. Okay. P? Yeah, you'd have to agree. I mean, but in fairness to the lad, he's not, a, he isn't a six. And I don't think when anyone, when we signed him, anyone went, yeah, that's, there's the replacement for Fabinho. For me, for me, he's an eight. You know, he, he carries a ball pretty well you know he works very hard he finds fellas you know he's pretty creative from deeper positions but certainly not six mm. you know definitely not I, 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 I think and Dev on fairness made the point that he is being played okay, he is, he's being played out position with caveat at all boy that yeah. you know what I mean it's just well, I mean I, I'd be more I'd be more interested I'd be more interested in, in, in looking at Endo and saying listen just play him there play him there let him sit there and be disciplined if that's the if that's the thing you know, but it's obvious that we probably are. Ender was a stopgap. That's obvious. Uh, you know, we're, we're probably looking at maybe that Brazilian boy that we mm. that seems to be dying to get across to us, but he's playing in that crazy tournament that goes into November, December. So we, you know, they wouldn't let him go. And um, so for me, you know, it's probably one of those things where you're trying to. I don't like when Liverpool do it, but they're so insistent on. That's a man. We've we've we have a man, and if if we absolutely have to bring in somebody, we'll just bring in someone that we know is going to do a decent job, but it's not going to really be what we want. Or and we'll just flood, we'll just flood the pitch with others who are just who are decent, like almost like you're playing a video game, and that's unfair because I mean Jurgen Klopp knows far more far more than I'll ever know, mm. and he knows what he's doing. But out of possession, you're right, Dad. You hit the nail nail on there. Out of possession, we looked all over the place. All, I mean, they were playing through us for four and a time, right? And I'm yeah, su- yeah, surprise yourself. Yeah, I'd almost be tempted to almost to push a defender forward and say, "Listen, can you try and do that job?" Rather than get annihilated at times. 
by Brighton, you know, by the by the how fast they move the ball and how you know how the little triangles that they make it made us look amateur at the time. So I'd agree with you to be honest. Well, I'm not going to go off what happened at the weekend. Um, yeah, but you've seen think, you've seen enough from from the start. No, to... but th- th- this is my point. I, I I think he's wrong. I think you're flat out wrong. I think he's it was initially um, we were asking him to play a bit of something different to what he was playing at, at Brighton in terms of that they wanted the two lads, him and um, what's your other man's name? That's, that escapes me at the moment. Not Endo. The other fellow we signed. Zabazuloy, right? Um, Easy for you to say. Yeah, yeah. They, but like, essentially, he's been asked to play as a more athletic version of Thiago, right? Mm. That's what we, they really wanted him to do. And he hasn't been given the opportunity because we hadn't signed Endo. They're obviously still acclimatizing him to the league in terms of what, what it is. Um, and a bit like what Klopp has done on many occasions is, is, is he's he's happy to ask a fella to play in a slightly different position to what he's used to when he comes into the club. He never seems to buy a round peg for a round hole. He always likes to buy an oval-shaped peg and then make the hole oval as opposed to going the simple route, right? Um, so... Again, like there is that level of acclimatization where he plays in on the pitch has a much more propensity that if he doesn't get it absolutely perfect, it leaves the team open. And mm. the fact that our defense hasn't been, and I still don't think hasn't been anywhere near the levels they've been for the past two or three years in terms of defensively sound, makes it look more um, obvious that he seems to be struggling a wee bit and I, I'd go the opposite I don't think he's actually struggling I think he's playing really well I think he's just he's just playing really well in a different way and like the the idea that we put a defensive midfielder in and frame up to go I, I, I'm i sort of going there doesn't seem to be a straight tactical position that Klopp wants any of the midfielders to look in if you mm. look at if you look at Sabozolo he, he plays everywhere he's everywhere right mm. his 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 true his true function is at the top end of the pitch, but he covers so much yards in terms of covering players and when Trent steps in and all that type of stuff. Um, that I think sometimes we, we miss his influence. I, like, I think in, in McAllister, you have a potential ball-playing midfielder who can be as influential from deep as Thiago on his best days. right? And we forget that we have Thiago as well. And I don't think you need a DA. I think this, this, this absolute... Um, desire to have a DM is is mad because it's it's an old way of football. Um, we're trying to create something different and, and reinvent ourselves and, and create something that teams haven't dealt with before. And I think we just have to believe in the process. I saw a great article at the weekend which suggested that this is Liverpool in 16 to 2016 to 2018, just before yeah. they became that great side again. Yeah, a little and, bit unsure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and, and at the end of the day, think about it like this. Last May, we had Fabinho, Henderson, James Milner, um, Thiago as more or less as the first choice for midfielders, right? We've had no continuity in that midfield. So for it's a little bit disjointed, it's to be expected because they're basically blooding every single combination they're putting in that midfield is a different combination to what they had. And they're only building up a bank of games that they haven't had before. I think, I think personally... I think Gravenberch and him alongside each other will be a lovely sort of axis because both can do a little bit of both. He's probably not going to do that though, is he? I think he will. I think he will. I think he will, Shane. It's it's a bit like when he used to play 
the Brexit midfield and people couldn't figure out what was going on, right? Mm. Because yeah. he he'd play he'd play Milner, um, Henderson, and when Yaldum, right? And people would lose the, their shit over it, like do you know what I mean? Um, and we're saying why isn't it Fabinho? Blah blah blah. But it had a function and it had a thing, and I think that's what he's. I think he's trying to build. He, I think he's figuring out himself where's everyone's best positions. And where can they influence the games? Go back two or three games, and, and McAllister spraying balls from inside his own half cross, and we're going, isn't this amazing? Look yeah, what, yeah, what a midfielder is. So, uh, yeah, but it's, I think, look, it's but it's when when we get attacked on Phil, and we, like you, you were talking about, like an old way of football. But look, look what, look what, look about how City fared out without their best player. Like Rodri is Rodri. their most important. Player. Yeah, and you're going to make well, everyone, everyone say yeah. their best player is the Bruyne. I think it's Rodri. Every well, time I watch him play, he's their best player. Yeah. Yeah, do you not and think he's though, out of the team and they yeah. they're lost without him? Same Arsenal spent yeah. ninety odd million on Rice and yeah. that hold that Houghton Paul Holden midfielder. And I listen, I, like I said to you, I I think McAllister's gonna be a great sign and I, and like there was times he does he does very well with a goal yesterday. He does um like he's been like you mentioned other games there, he's been spraying balls around, great ball against Chelsea, uh, to get the attack on for Diaz's goal, but I just think he's been coughing up possession too much and yeah. he's been leaving a lot of gaps all over the place. But we take all the points out, you make it, they're learning, they're on the job, etc. It's just, I just, I've been a bit underwhelmed by him, that's all. And yeah. I, I, I disagree. I think you do need a kind of specialised six. Do you um, not think, Shane, though, when you lose a player like Rodri, I must, that's why I was going to talk, going to talk about Pep as my loser later on. When you lose a player like Rodri, you've got to think you've got an out and out centre forward in Holland. And instead of, I, I really expected Hall, um, Pep to maybe pack his midfield and almost go with no centre forward, leave Phil Foden maybe to do that job, kind of hanging off midfield. Do you know what I mean? Almost like that mm. fault play. Because you lose so much when you lose Rodri out of position. Not that they're out of position a lot, but with Haaland being such an out and out centre forward, you know, they've got that conventional midfield without somebody to kind of protect them. I mean, Fernandinho was so important. And now Rodri is even more important. Without him and with Haaland in the team, I just think you're losing a lot. You know, and Arsenal, if, if you're the Arsenal coach, I think keep a tight, keep a tight, keep it, and we'll get our chance, especially at home. And listen, we'll talk about that later, why I think why I thought Pep is, is the loser of the week for those reasons that you just hit, you, you kind of hit in the head, you know. I just think he missed a trick. He missed one of his own tricks. If you follow me, that's used to be used to be something that he would do. He'd leave Aguero out in the old days completely when he knew that he didn't have a Fernandinho to kind of say oh, we're going to shut up shop here just to, you know, just just to absolutely bore the opposition to death with possession, possession, and then get a mid a goal from Silva or Young Foden or somebody just to kill a game, you know. But going back to McAllister and and Liverpool, we don't play and we never have under Klopp. Clap under Clap, um, the, a standard formation like Ke- there's Kev saying we played a 4 4 2 diamond, get up the yard. Yeah, this isn't FIFA, right? Mm. It's like at our best, we played essentially with five up front, um, two at the back, Fabinho dropping in between them, and other fellas running up and down the pitch like mad things. Uh, what I, I think for we're trying to do something which is to narrow how we play to create more opportunities up the top end through with by getting the, the D, Diaz fella and Salah fella wider than, than, than yeah. they normally have played. And then if, yeah. yeah. And then, and then creating counter attacks, which f- looks to free up Salah coming 
into the middle like he used to do before because teams have stopped attacking us. So it means the counter-attack opportunities have reduced in terms of... So you've got to build all your all your stuff all the time. So, um, like, I don't like the Trent going into the centre midfield. I'll be straight up about this, right? I don't like it. I thought it had served a function last year when the midfield... But it, there's no function. It doesn't really serve a function this year. I'd much prefer them to see how they go with this thing. And actually, to be honest with you, I think... Bajetic has been overlooked. I hope he isn't just a, another injury table fella because I think he's a smashing player. And I think I think he I think he's a really, 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 really strong contender for making this whole thing work in terms of what the midfield looks like. Because he's not just again, like McAllister, he's not just pigeonholed into he sits in there, but he can. He's probably the best defensive minded fella out of the, the midfielders mm-hmm. we have. And the other side of it, I'd I'd say Davo as well. Like you look at Saturday and I questioned the team selection on towards the evening, and we're playing against that wherever they were. Um, Union, yeah. Union Saint Gilles, yeah, yeah. Union Saint packet of cigarettes from France in nineteen twenty six, mm. and um, it was. I don't know. I just like again that Europa League. I don't want to see any fellas that are going to be playing. Nah, the look, Phil, look, we, no, look, I'm not we, having it. No, look, we all say that, Phil. We all say that, but it just doesn't work like that. Not, not for Klopp. Not with the, not with the, not with the man. I, I know, but if if you're going to like, talk about talk about it, look at the way I looked at that was Phil is right. Salah misses um, a sitter. Well, a sitter for him, you're expecting to score. Nunes misses an open goal, and we we go in one and up. If them two go in, you go in training and up. Then, but he, he obviously took them off anyway. They were pre-planned subs. He wants to get this group won and put to bed early as possible, and he wants to get games won in the group early as possible, just so he has that bit of leeway with it. It does. It, it, it's not going to work like that. There's an extra. There's an extra Champions League place next year, Phil, for on a one-season shootout for the two teams that have the the two leagues that have the best coefficients. Over this one season, not over the last few seasons. This one season, that's, it's, he, he's, he's, not, it's not gonna. He's not gonna do it. He's not gonna throw out. Everyone says it. He's not gonna throw out a load of reserves and say, "Yeah, look at fuck them out there." And then, but but, but see, that's where you're wrong. They are reserves. We've got we've got a bigger squad than we've had yeah. for a while. That, that yeah, can, look at we was injured and 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 what what not. Thiago's dead. You're just so making excuses, Davo. You're just making excuses. No, I'm just, I'm just explaining yeah. to you. I reckon how it, how, how it is. I know you, that you're openly, you'd rather fucking Andre Wisdom playing it and the fucking ghost of Thiago Alardi, but it's, 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 Klopp's well, not going to do that. He's, he's not going to do it. He's no, but I think, I think there's, there's enough players, enough quality players to play against a group of lads that play Tuesday and Thursday up at the Astro and then have a game at the weekend and don't even have a proper football name. Like, come on! Like the fact that that they 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 bungled their way to a win against them, it just shows you how interested the players, the first team players were in actually playing the match. And they were trying to save themselves. I, I honestly, I just think the other bit that I think that 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 we've glossed over is that away from the midfield. That's I, like I'm I'm I keep saying I keep looking at the defense and I think we're sh- like I don't know. I just feel that we're short a centre back. I don't know. No, I'm just talking about a, a totem. I think I think Van Dyke is on the wrong side of his peak, if that makes sense. And I don't think he's a bad player, but he used to make up for an awful lot of the shortcomings of whoever was playing beside him. And right. it also made, allowed him to cover the fullbacks when they went. Like if you think about the goals at the weekend, like Robertson gets caught out terrible for the, the was it the second goal he got caught out for in terms mm. of what was there? But like mm. 
normally that's where the two centre-backs and primarily Van Dijk could step in and either cut the ball out, win it, do something like that and we didn't concede. We always seem to be conceding. And, we, and this is a trend that's gone on not just this season but going mm. right the way back if you go back to last Christmas and before last Christmas. I think, I think, I think he's been better. I, I, I take your point on yesterday, Phil. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you'd, be, you'd be hoping, listen, Robbo is, is dreadful for it. Like, go with your right foot. Go with your fucking left foot. Go with any foot. Try and get mm. something on it instead of letting it just drown the fucking towel and letting it go by it. But I do think over the for the start of this season, look, we have been conceding goals. But personally, I think we've defended better. That's just a than we sorry than we have done uh, last season. Now I know that yeah, last season we'd have been two nil down. Yeah, that's the I know you'd say that's fucking not hard because we were absolutely fucking woeful last year. Mm. But I personally think in the games this season we, we've uh, we've defended better. Mm. And, the, and the two centre-backs have defended better. Mm. Mm, I don't know, because we never have two centre-backs. We're constantly rotating somebody in beside Van Dijk. Is no, I, I think, I think Phil, what you mean is maybe it's time to bring in a main man. So Van Dijk, if Van Dijk is approaching those late Hansen years where he was kind of Rolls-Royce and didn't have that much responsibility and something beside him that we probably need something more physical. And in Paul, don't get me wrong, Colmarty... He's the captain. It doesn't get more physical than that. But we need probably something that you're looking at as the the main man. He's not he's he's a beautiful player to watch, but there are a lot of mistakes. He's but, he's not it's unfair the, the standards that we judge him off. It's but like, Pete, okay, if 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 Van Dyke is a is a diamond, then Canate mm. is waterful crystal. Beautiful to look at. But if you drop it, it smashes. And like yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. you can't like he's, again if we've I always said Availability is the best ability, right? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, he misses. An, yeah, he misses an awful, and he does miss an awful lot of games. And like, and this is the like, the, like those signings we made in that period where we signed Thiago and we signed Canate and we signed Keita, and you know they 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 probably averaged the season between the three of them when mm. over the last two years, and that's that's what that's my biggest worry in terms of. I think if they had a long time to blossom together over 20, 25 games where they're able to more or less say intact, you'd have a great tandem. But I'm, I'm, my, my issue, as I said, it's not that I think Van Dijk is necessarily an issue. I just think that he needs somebody to be at a better level than what they are performing beside him, yeah, right? Yeah. Like when when he brought Gomez on, I was just there going, "This is this yeah, could end up true." Right? Yeah, I, I said this a few weeks. Yeah. I said this a few weeks ago. The, the lads were giving him winner of the week and saying he's back and all this type of stuff. No, I said he had a good game that day and fair mm. play to him. He played really well, but the fundamental weaknesses in in Gomez's game hasn't gone away, and it's it's not it's not at a level that we can rely on. No, Joe Gomez is one of those players that actually needs a run of games and you can't afford to give... It's a vicious circle, really. You know, But do you not think that this yeah. is this has been a big blind spot since Trent got into the team? Yeah. We're, ne yeah. we're never signing a right-back. Like we, We've gone out and we signed Simicast, who's happy to stay and be and play back up and step in and all that type of stuff on Robertson's side, right? But lads, if, if, if Trent gets injured, look at what the options tend to be. Gomez. Yeah. And well, I think the Umfla was supposed to, is it Clarkson was supposed to do that job and he broke down just after pre-season. And then there was your man that we signed, Calvin Harrison. Uh, Cal Calvin Ramsey, he's yeah. got the pressing on long, but he's back now because he's goosed again. He's, 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 I don't know, like, uh, he's a myth. Mm. Terrible. I mean, it's, 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 it's a year in Scotland. 
the year before last or last year and he comes here some listen some fellas just can't take it you know some fellas physically it's it's terrible sad but some fellas just cannot oxalate chamber was the best example some fellas physically no just he's he's not the best example that was another fella who couldn't string 10 games to, in a row together without getting an injury right and guess he's what happened when he can't came take it physically can't take it physically but, that's, but that's that's that was my biggest worry when we signed him was the fella couldn't stay out of the the um the uh the fitness yeah. center why do, you think it is, why do you think it is? Why do you think it is that we seem to think as a club that a player had a bad a bad injury record at his club, but sure when he gets here, it'll be grand. Why do we think? I don't know. I'd love someone to tell me why we think we can change the, the nature of the spots of leopards at this club. I really give don't give them get a buzz. Give them. I'll get you a phone number. We've been doing it for years and years and years. Give them a buzz. It's, it's Oh know, Andy. I'll get Andy to give me give you. I'll get you a phone number for the for the training. The no, it's training just know. And, know. and you can ring the lads know. and and see what it is. Yeah, Kwanzaa looks pretty good. I agree with Dan Dan Austin. I think I think he actually does look, but he's also yeah. very young, and you yeah. don't want to put that much pressure on a fellow that, at that age. Um, and I want him to bed down at centre back. I want him to actually come through as as, as a genuine centre back, potentially. Um, Van Dyke's replacement because you're saving yourself a hundred million there. We need a right back. We need we need we need somebody that's prepared uh, to step up and put pressure on Trent as well. So it's uh it's all good. Right. Um that was your loser, Davo. So Pete, give me your winner. My winner was Arsenal. I hear I'm gonna stop you there, right? Honestly, yeah, I'm, Arsenal yeah. didn't win anything. They, they beat Manchester City. They they, they this is like Tottenham <laughs> celebrating like they won the league when they beat us. No, uh, no. Uh, listen, last okay. season, last season they, they would have. They, I'm they gonna look up tires. I'm, I'm looking up tires here while you were talking. Like, they came, fair enough. Last season they came into that game, that City game, flying. They were flying, and everybody was saying they're gonna bottle it. This season the same. They were, they came in not as not flying as they as they as they were last season. But everybody's saying they're gonna they're gonna be destroyed. And I tell you why them the me winners. It's obvious. Listen, I don't like. I'm like Gav. No, I'm like Gav. I don't like. I don't particularly like um, Arteta. He annoys me even to look at. I think he, I've never seen anyone to abuse the rules for a manager as much. I mean, he seems to go walkabouts wherever he wants. So at one stage, he's off looking for a hot dog. He's on the pitch at, at one stage trying to kick a ball. He really, really bothers me. But for the same reason that I'm going to name Peppers me loser, he's a winner. He spots a weakness. He knows that, listen, they're not going to be as effective in possession. If you can try to isolate you know, take advantage of that massive gap, you know, between Holland and everybody else because Holland becomes a luxury. Don't get me wrong, he's a goal machine, but he does become a luxury. And that's why I'm surprised at what Pep does. And he just decided to keep it tight and trade punches, sit back and tra and trade punches with someone that he knew with its side that he knew was disconnected without De Bruyne in it and was vulnerable without without uh, Rodri in it. And they were just going to take that chance. I mean, City had won. The only thing I won't say is a lot of people are saying, oh, Manchester City or Arsenal's defence and their goalkeeper, you know, great call. Man City had one shot on goal. So don't talk to me about goalkeepers. But in, in fairness, you have to set up so that happens. And I can't remember the last time that happened. So that's why for me, they got a spot on. They knew where City were going to be weak. And, you know, they just sat back and, and did what they did accordingly. Took the chance when it came near the end. You have to hand it to them. You have to hand it to them. Winners of the week. Uh, Davo, Arsenal blew the 
title last year because they bottled it against every team bar Manchester City. Um, does that make games against City just completely irrelevant, even though they managed to win for the first time in about five years? Like I remember when they hadn't beaten us for about six years and they beat, beat us um, and they celebrated like they'd won the Champions yeah, League. Well. And they've mm-hmm. won nothing since. So how can we? how can this be... How could it be deemed to be winners of the week when there was so many better performances that went on? I'm told by the Premier League website here. <laughs> You're giving me all the hard questions, Phil. Um, well, look at they um, they lost twice to City last year, and City won the league with five points. So I suppose they are they are they are important games. Um, but look, I thought I actually thought they probably deserved it. To be honest with you. Uh, over the course of the game, I didn't think City just kind of fucking plodded along. I think it's the lowest XG uh, since Pep went in there. They fucking they never got a sniff of the fucking, never got a sniff near the near the goal. Your man Roy was actually ropey enough to keep her early on for Arsenal. He was ropey enough early, but look at they got a bit of look at the end, deflected off Ake's face and went in, and uh, they'll take that all day. But yeah, look, I just look, you're, you're right, Phil. They have a moment. Um, they dropped off. Last year, when look at everyone told them they're going to drop off, and they and they did fall away. So I suppose this year, look, they've added Royce, um, and look at they'll. I'd say they'll be in the mix. They'll be there, thereabouts again so, till right. April. They'll be there yeah. till April. The usual. They'll be there, thereabouts again. But um, look, I don't know. I listen. I I did think that I thought Saliba was brilliant. I thought about giving him win of the week. I thought he was absolutely superb. Send a half. For them, but well, look at. I don't mind. I know you don't. I don't. You don't want them as winner of the week. I don't mind them being winner of the week now. Phil. I just I think when you look at the the uh, league table, because <laughs> the games, and you see Tottenham are still top of the league and they extended their lead and they beat Luton despite having a player sent off, and you're picking Arsenal because they beat Manchester City to go into second place, mm. and yet we're only what three points off Spurs. I, like I, I think that I think performance. We played like, our games. The, the old, um, what do they call it? Fill in the NFL. The old, the schedule. The yep. uh, eases up uh, now. Yeah, yeah. It's the the the, the schedule that we've had. We've as as after this uh, after, yeah, after this mid, after this boy week. Davo. We, yeah, we, after the boy week. Yeah. After the boy week, we've uh, Everton and Luton and uh, a couple of uh, Forest and a couple that we should be winning, but. Um, but like, you look at and when I, when I look at the weekend and, and looked at the scores, I was there going, "Well, there's Everton now," and we laugh at them and and laugh every week at them, right? In terms of the, the absolute hack, and they managed to win a game at home, and not one of you's picked Everton as winners of the week, and they I can't won, see not, just, not just one nil or two nil, they won three nil, right? And wow. they managed to against Bournemouth, who are who are absolutely hopeless this year. I'm not having it but from, from Everton, but from, but from Everton's point of view, they're the games they have to win to stay in the league. Yeah, if, 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 if in fairness, Phil, if Everton can play Bournemouth every week, they might be in Europe. But the problem is they won't. They'll go somewhere. They'll go to Anfield next week and we'll beat them 5-1. And the one will be the usual customary thrown-in gift from someone and they'll celebrate for years. And we will beat them. And we'll probably take four players off that we need to rest for whenever. Because Everton are absolutely hopeless. Bunch of headless chickens. Your man Onana is a headless chicken. Jordan Pickford. Jesus, Phil, I'd have you now a 45 in goal ahead of him. He's terrible. For, no 46. Hand. I can't even it's, kick a ball it, anymore. It, it's incredible. Yeah. It's Sounds incredible. like I mean, they, they, they spent 20 million on a fella who, look, who couldn't hit 
the back door of a barn with a banjo. He's hopeless. It's like they want hope. Yeah, man. Is it fair to say, Pete, if if you were cop? Peter O'Nana now, you change your surname at this stage after the two O'Nanas playing in the Premier League. 100%. If you want to be seen as a good player, you have to be called Dembele in, the, in these times, I think. O'Nana is the new Dembele. But I, I'm, I'm there going, like, even Brentford taking the lead at Old Trafford at the weekend. I was laughing my head off at another goal. Because when they show it in, in freeze frame, you're there going, there's no way he's going to be able to concede this. And it still goes in. He's oh, he's. I, I no, I think he's the best goalkeeper you have, have had in 15 years, and they should extend his contract and guarantee him a number one spot for a long time. Well, I'm amazed. I'm absolutely amazed they haven't pulled the ripcord and asked the guy to come back. Uh, like, can I ask you two a question as a goalkeepers? No, in his situation, Davo, Phil, would you want to be dropped? Do you think that fella is saying, please give me three or four weeks out? I think he looks to me like he just doesn't want to play. And Who? would you, would you, or would you be like, no, I'm going to get it right this game? No, listen, he wants to play. He wants to play. Now, listen, he probably doesn't want to play behind Hardy Maguire and Johnny Evans, but like, he, <laughs> he fucking he wants to play. Like he does. He's he's got just trying to kind of try and play himself out of the farm. We didn't see any of the highlights. I believe he pulled off uh, one very good save in the second half. Uh, the keeper a one nil. So he might see that as a bit of a torn point. But I watched him a bit at the intern. And, I was never convinced of the shot stop and he is. Look at obviously when you play out from the back, there is going to be one or two that always get away from you. Um, but he is. Look, it doesn't. I think he is good with the ball at his feet. Just it's like he has. Just, it's like he has hands that you know, Edward. The first hand that Vincent Price puts on Edward Scissor hands, and they made a porcelain. It's literally like that, though. I, I just I've never seen it wrong. I, I I just think that the wrong ones turned up at each club. I think the fellow who's meant to play in goal is playing yeah. centre midfield at Everton, and the fellow that's centre mid is playing in goal at United. It's like, yeah. honestly, just because just everyone keeps saying he's so good with his feet. Mm, just thinking, lads, is he, is he good at the hackling yeah. and heading? Because if he is, you might he want to give garbage. Sean Moucher boys there. And the lads are just saying, I'm saying nothing. Your man, your man, mm. you know, he's gone. I'm getting three times what I'm meant to be getting at Everton, so I'm saying nothing. I'm gonna stay mm. here until they feel yeah. no. It's it's uh, nice. no, can't be right. Um, I, I know you said Arsenal, and look to be fair to them, fair play. I'm sure from there it's a mental relief from their side. It's a mental relief to be able to beat Manchester City. But I'll be straight with you. I just don't see. It. I I don't see. The only way somebody wins the league this year that isn't Manchester City is if City have a truly bad season, right? Because even in being beaten by Arsenal and not doing much, they still. Like Arsenal, it wasn't like Arsenal was battering them and you know they couldn't get out around half or anything like that. They just play that boring brand of knocking a ball about that nobody has any interest in and hopefully get across into Haaland and then Haaland just kicks the ball into the back of the net. Like it's a very it's actually FIFA in real life, right? It's just it was it's a, like it was a shy game. It was a shy game. The two it was yeah. like the two of them with the two of them after an hour or two of them would have shook hands in a draw. Yeah, yeah. It was a shy yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's it's um uh, for me that's where where I am with it. So I thought it was a bit of a stretch to give Arsenal winner of the week. Um, but yeah. So Pete, we we we'll come on to your loser of the week. What's your loser of the week? Pep Guardiola. Oh sweet Jesus! Yeah, did yeah. you only watch? Did you only watch the Arsenal? Um, no, watch them all. Look at listen. And when somebody in the show says I gave it away, and I, I, I'll say it again. If you've not got Rodri, and if you've not got De Bruyne. You know you have two immediate problems. So what I'm doing, if and I really expected Pep to, to, to do it, is not play a centre forward, play a midfielder in that position, and say, listen, we're going to try because Arsenal are handy in midfield. They can knock, they can ping about. 
very, very well. So I'm going to try to swamp them and do what we do. And I mean, Holland, it's, you just you just said it two minutes ago. It's like, you know, it's not like FIFA. It's more like ISS Pro from 1998. You get down the line, somebody calls in a cross and Teddy Sheringham or Alan Shearer just heads it home. That's what they're trying to do. But what you're, what they're, lo- they're losing their own identity. You know, sometimes even great players and you don't fit. And, and I'll tell you why. I remember being here when... Pep Guardiola, was it Pep? Yeah, Pep Guardiola brought in Zlatan Ibrahimovic at Barcelona. And Zlatan, one of the best number nines in the world ever. And it just didn't work out. Because even though we had 23 goals before Christmas, Barcelona were, were losing. They're, they're, they, were, they didn't have as much possession. You know, it, they, they weren't what they were. And, they, and he knew that eventually it was going to, he was going to have a great season, but that the, the team wasn't. And it surprises me. Now, and he's probably a victim of the fact that he wanted the player so much. He doesn't. Ha- he doesn't seem to have a choice but to play him when he's available. And I know you can you can kind of walk yourself into that position. You know, I thought at the beginning of the season when he was when Haaland was starting to drop a little bit deeper, get more involved in things. That okay, he's going to change up his game a little bit the way like the way Alex Ferguson changed Andy Cole's game when he brought him in forced. From Newcastle United, he, he took 15 goals off his game, but made him a hell of a player. And I thought, okay, he's probably going to do this with Haaland because Haaland, Haaland is a big lump, and he seems to be, you know, he can hold it up and he can he can run at people. So maybe his game's going to change a little. But he's still playing off the shoulder. And I just think if you play like Manchester City, you don't have Rodri, you don't have De Bruyne to kind of dominate key possession and get it back. It's like playing with ten men. And I know it sounds ridiculous. Sometimes playing with a, an out-and-out centre-forward can be like playing with 10 men. And I just think Pep going up against Arsenal, who are so good on the ball, who, ha- who have torn sides over. I thought him of all people would see that. And you kind of knew it was predictable. It was predictable. And for me, that's why Pep, who should know better, who does know better, um, is my loser of the week for that. Oh. Uh, look, I t- listen, Haaland didn't get a kick yesterday. He didn't get a sniff. He was in Saliba's pocket and, and fairness, Gabriel as well. He, he never got a kick. I think, look, obviously we spoke just for a minute earlier about, obviously they missed Rodri. We won't go into that again. I think he's the most important player, if not their best player. And a lot of people would say De Bruyne, who also they're missing as well. Bit of a mad decision playing him early in the season after him suffering such a bad hamstring injury in the Champions League final. You would have thought they would have let him go up to speed. That seemed to be a bit of a strange. But I, I personally think just look. Listen, I don't, I don't match them a lot, Phil, because they fucking bore me. I think you're right about FIFA. Uh, they kind of bore me a little bit. But I just think that I think Gundogan is probably the one attacking wise that they probably missed the most. He was the one, the tour man runner coming from midfield. The amount of important goals, forced goals. Um, from memory, anyway, I could be wrong. From memory, that he'd always pop up. He might put you one nil up. Um. He'd a great, he'd, he's the, the contact, he'd a fuck, he'd, he'd a great eye for goal. He was, he was kind of Lampard, that's the way he'd, he'd arrive into the box to finish it. And I think, I actually think that missing him, to be honest with you, from an attacking sense. Haaland is Haaland, he's not going to do a whole lot in the game, bar score. He's not scoring. I think it's one in his last five now. So he's not, he's not scoring. So if he's not scoring, he's not bringing a lot to the table. And, um, yeah, look, they look, they get unlucky with the deflection, but I do listen just from from limited kind of watching them. I'm definitely not watching them anywhere near as much as I watch Liverpool. I think Gundogan is probably the one that I'm missing, and uh, and I agree with Kev. Kev had it up in the chat there earlier. 
they're obviously going to get a bit of a hangover after after a treble. It's uh, probably slightly to be expected. But you're right, Phil. I think whoever finishes ahead of them will win the league. But maybe they, maybe they are going to have. I think it's the fourth the first time they've lost two, two losses in a row with Guardiola, is it? Oh, that could be wrong. I don't need to stink. I didn't need his first year, but it's the first time in a long time two league games on the spin that they've uh, that they've lost. So, like strange uh, kind of in this day and age. So, yeah, look, may, hmm. may, maybe it will be one of them kind of downturn seasons. Like, I just, I, I just like Guardiola intensely. So it's, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm sort of limited in terms of what I'm going to say because I just have a natural bias. I just, I've said before, I think he's a very good coach. I don't think he is what he's made out to be. Mm. Um, I'll stand over it. He hasn't proven anything to me in terms of like his style of football is the style of football, but he's never. Show me when he does it with with Union Saint Galois or whoever they are, right, and gets them to the Champions League final and 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 with playing the brand of football. Um, and we'll see that it's actually his coaching and his football that's the important bit, and not necessarily spending multiple billions of euros to bring whoever they want into whatever squad they want. Um, and I just think the whole thing, like you know, I, I dislike City intensely, um, and not because of the club and such, but just. Because of what they stand for, the same way I've, I've no time for Newcastle. So it's, anyway, I'm, I'm really like I've, I've said this plenty of times. If it were, if Liverpool were um, not tr- had, had they been sold to another state in the same way things have gone, I, I don't think I'd have any interest in watching football. To be quite frank about it, in terms of where it is, I just completely don't like the where where it's gone. It's it's corrupt. It's we've talked about it on the refs. There's there's all sorts of issues like it. Even to this, I'm amazed that Kovacevic should have been sent off 11 times. Mm. I never get sent off. Same referees are the fellas that are going out to the UAE and, and doing jobs on the side. And they'll be going out to Saudi Arabia soon for the just ahead of Newcastle primetime matches and, and, on the Sundays as well. Um, of so I've, I've 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 just it's 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 a corrupt game. It's it's a deeply deeply corrupt game that's being bought, um, and the true competition is going out of it. So from my point of view, Arsenal winning is great from a competition point of view because I think it opens the door. It does give the opportunity for teams if they can put a run together, and that's why I think from our point of view, not winning these last two weeks have annoyed me more profusely than most weeks. So when you were talking about the losing week, for me, Liverpool is the losing week by far. It's the losing week. They bottled a chance last week to put Spurs to bed. I know what went on with Farr and everything like that, but City dropped points against Wolves. And they didn't know, obviously, City were going to drop points against Arsenal, right? But you've got to take your opportunities. You've got to, you've got to, you've got to make your own look. It's, it's going back to making your own look. And if you think about what we did the year we won the league, we didn't wait around for anyone and for results. We just pushed on. And I thought with all the disappointment of what happened with sports, what well, everything that you would have saw that reaction on Saturday, and we didn't. It was so lethargic. So, if we're talking about anyone, Greg Gravenberg is the one, Phil. That goes in a three one. You expect us to win the game. And listen, I thought he did very well when he came on. He was a bright spark um, in the midfield, but fucking hell, if he puts that in, I expect us to see the game out. And no. you're, right, you're after you're after you're after getting three more on City rather than yeah. the rather than the that- one from. And that's I know we gain a point in them, but like we could have put another two on the board, right? And all of a sudden, because what we're the only team that gives Guardiola the heebie jeebies, 
he won't care about losing to Arsenal because he knows he'll be Arsenal at the at the money stadium, wherever it is. Mm. Right? That, that, that's the that's the horrible thing about it. They, but had we when we're on our shoulders, his brain goes a different way, and we know that. And if we can get on their shoulders early, right, and show that we have that form that frightens them, that frightens them. That's when he starts doing all the mad things, and that's why for me, we're the losers of the week, particularly. Like I, I didn't like uh, again slow start conceded early. Um, it's stupid. It's stupid that we have to concede early all the time. Conceded in all our away games, I think. Yeah, yeah, and we haven't, we haven't, we haven't resolved that because that was the the away form was became. I know at the start of the season was a bit mad in terms of home form, but if you think about right the way through the season, we struggled the away form. And I know what you said, Shane, in terms of well, we've got these matches coming up, but those have been the matches that we struggled with last year to take maximum points. And yeah. if I look at the last two weeks, we should have beaten Brighton because there was enough in the tank and you could see there was enough in the tank of the players when they did play properly for the few minutes they did. And I know it's it's what went on went on, but like they're going to be kicking themselves they, be, they didn't beat Tottenham now that they didn't get the reaction that they wanted against Brighton. You know what I mean? And I thought, and I thought again, playing against the Union St. Galoisi lads, bad reaction at some point they're going to have to show this reaction there's no point saying we feel hard done by and all this type of stuff oh, I agree point, you know I agree. and I actually I think maybe this international break for a change is coming at a right time for us just to get them to, to take the emotion out of us and let them go away expend whatever they need to expend to come back and, and go at it with a, with a fresh mind in terms mm. of what's there so uh, that's just that's where it is and that's where I'm struggling to have Pep as, as, as the loser of the week no matter what happened he's lost two games in a row and he's still sitting there toward you know what I mean so it's like mm. it's, it's very hard to do but I've no interest and I've no love for Manchester City in terms no of God, no. how could you now, Shane, I've flashed up something there that came in the comments, um, and I want to yeah. go back to you for your winner of the week because I think it was very pertinent and it was a nice one that just jumped in there. I said, This is a lovely yeah, it was. Yeah, I've just seen that there. Listen, my winner of the week is Brighton's recruitment team, um, at the club. They just keep churning them out, churning them out. I read an article there before they come on, and they basically just said the players that they go for, they go from around their three or four points. One of them, and one of them was, uh, stood out to me, it was like. The players they go for have little and no experience in the top five European leagues. And that, that kind of blew me. I was like, why? Drill money ball, Phil, as in like in America, they look for they look for undervalued players at the clubs they're at with kind of um, bigger than average or greater than average talent and go for that. But they just keep for and this and by the way, this is going they're after losing a lot of their recruitment to uh, Chelsea from when Potter went. And they're still doing it. I think Paul Barber's mm. the CEO there, and I think David Weir could be involved there. David uh, Weir is well. the director of football. Yeah, yeah, could be involved there. But like, could just like you, you could see it there. Like, Cucurella goes to Chelsea to have uh, Estepinian uh, moves in. Coisido, they sign him. And also, the thing, uh, one of the pillars that they go for when they're signing players, they, they don't sign him for the now. So, Coisido came in, he went to Belgium on loan. Matoma came in, he went to Belgium on loan, your favourite club, Union saint Gilles, Warfield. Mm. Um, do you know what I mean? And when they're ready, they come back in. And Matoma's been ripping the fucking league apart. I thought Trent actually did well in them the weekend. But like then Coisera goes for 100 million. They replace him, this fella, uh, Beleba uh, from, from Lille. Um, and they just they just keep churning them out, churning them out, churning them out. And I just think... It's unbelievable, and they're not afraid to take a punt. Only, only Chelsea since 2017 have signed more players than them, so they're not afraid to pull the trigger on players. And um, they get some of them wrong. Uh, 
there was one high profile man from Alkmaar, Yakamash or whatever he came in, he was brutal. Uh, they paid 30 million or something for him, didn't work out, so they're not afraid to pull the trigger. Um, they're, look, they're not all five million pound signings, but the job they're all doing there, they all know what they're at, and mm. uh, they just keep like it's it's another it's like another taxi after rank one fella leaves for 50 or 60 million, and there's a fella ready to just slide in and take his position. So, um, yeah, that fella thought that lad was good the weekend from Belaba, and then obviously the fellow got the goal. He was the same. They signed him, sent him out to Belgium on loan. He came back in and drink it. Uh, scores the other day, another young player, and looks like another really, really talented footballer. So, yeah, look at Phil. I won't I'll let you come in it there now. I just think, I was just looking at them going, fucking hell, he's got so many things right. But it's all, look, it's all down to the structure and the background. And um, I think Paul Barber is the fella uh, calling the tune there. Mm. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're my winner of the week, Phil. Mm. P. Um, you know what? I very rarely disagree, and I, I don't not I absolutely disagree with you because you know there's no doubt in the quality, especially Matoma. I mean, absolutely outstanding. But I'm wondering, I'm wondering of all of any of the lads that have left Brighton, have they set the world on fire anywhere else? I mean, because like, you just read the comment. No, no, no. Sorry, no, I haven't, <laughs> but I will. But have they? Like I'm just, I mean, look, I, maybe it's it's cruel to pick on um, Kaiseido, <laughs> to be honest with you, but it's like I don't know what it is, but it's like he's running it through treacle. It's like he's, it's like he, he looked to me like a seven year old child who just ran onto the pitch and somebody said, "Listen, go and have a kick about." He's not that well, to be honest. With you. That that's what Kaiseido has been doing for Chelsea, and don't get me wrong, you cannot you can't look at someone like Matoma, you can't look at Evan Ferguson. And where these guys have come from and say they're not good players, you just can't be ridiculous. Evan Ferguson in particular, you know, to get to get any lad to get a hat trick at that level and to be consistently scoring goals when called upon, there's no doubt in his ability. Um, so I'm not saying I'm not completely disagreeing, but I'm just wondering, is it not also down to the level of coaching that they've got there at Brighton as well? I mean, this fella Deserby is off the charts with the way he reads a football game. I mean I don't know how many times you've watched a match, you, Phil, me, and went, I wish this manager would do X, Y, and then all of a sudden, boom, boom. He does it forced. And it, you can see the club, he gave club big, big problems. He's given everybody real problems. He knows. And in fairness, what came before him, Potter was the same. You know, whatever whatever way they've got it set up as well, if it, is it not a combination? Maybe it's a combination of all three and it just locks into place. You know, the fact that they, they, the scouting is spot on, you know, the structure is spot on, but the coaching is absolutely spot on as well, to be honest with you. So I don't want to give too much credit to any one particular arm of that, but I think it's more of a combination, you know, cause, and you, ha you have to you have to have a show for that with, with Maybe because I will, will set the world on fire at Chelsea, I don't know. Um, but for me, I, I just the most impressive is Deserby. It's just if you told me Klopp was leaving for the Germany job next month, but Deserby was gonna replace him, I'd be like, Okay. The show the show goes on. Okay, we're gonna get we're gonna get no names in, but we're gonna enjoy the ride. And you know what I'm saying to you? I just think he's I think the Amanda Deserby is top, top, top really top class. I think Brighton are doing a great job. I think Brighton have done a great recruiting job and a talent identification job over the last um, few years. Phenomenal. 
But I think every now and then, team one team comes along and blows it away. Leicester did it for a good few years um, in terms of what they're bringing in. Think about that. They're now in the, the championship. Um, Newcastle, when Alan Carr was there, or was it Graham Carr? It was one of them. No, Alan, Alan Carr's Carr. the father. Graham Carr. Is it yeah, Graham yeah. Carr's father? Yeah, Alan Carr's no, Graham son, Carr's, yeah. Yeah, but Graham Carr was, was leading the um, recruitment, and Newcastle were signing lots of brilliant fellas. And replacing them, and they had all sorts of fellas coming in and out, and they're able to to move the squads around. But to make it Champions League, and to get like teams always make Europa. Like I think West Ham, I'm going to straight out straight. Like they have David Moyes, um, who's probably holds them back a wee bit. But they're doing phenomenal, phenomenal recruitment as well over the last while in terms of identifying players um, that are they're taken down to a different level than they were before. And I think of Southampton. For up until about two seasons ago, Southampton were doing mad things with the with the recruitment, a bit like Brighton. Um, maybe not getting as high up the table in terms of where Brighton has landed, but like again, they were signing some serious players that they were then selling on for big money. But those players they were selling on for big money were having big impact at the clubs they went to. If you think it goes, we've signed Van Dijk, we signed Lovren, we signed Mane, just from Southampton alone. Hmm. Nobody in the Brighton side that's been sold on from Brighton has yet had that level of success. So that's where my view is in terms. Of, I think they've, I think you're right, Shane. I think they've had a fantastic um, recruitment policy and knowledge. And what will happen is other clubs will figure out what type of models and what type of recruitment and, and scouting structures they're using, and they will copy it because that's what they did. With if you think about it, from or Chelsea are trying to do it. Yeah, but from 20, 2016 to twenty nineteen, that's the culmination of our peak period so far under FSG with um, Michael Edwards and everyone wanted to utilize whatever methods and, and stuff that was there and then West Ham went off and copied the uh, copied the basis for what was there and, and, and took some of the staff the, the lower level staff to, to know what was going on and then similarly then they all go off in a different direction and that's what happened so yeah it's great and I think if we can learn from us in terms of how we recruit and how we sign players then, then why not and I mm. think that you know, it's it's always got to come up in a level. If you t- the the one thing about money ball, which is different in in, in football terms, is just got those clubs that are at the top can't I cannot manage will not get the bargains that the teams do like that in a Brighton situation because no, exactly, yeah. and, and you don't get the time to develop them either, Phil. You, like, you sign a player and, and everyone's screaming to play him and see him and. But they can't. They can't. They also can't throw in a Belieber or yeah, exactly, yeah. whoever they are, right? <laughs> a Matomo in, and then leave him there for five, ten games. And if he yeah. has a great game, brilliant. But if he has a bad game the next day, you leave him in anyway. Because yeah. look at it, Curtis Jones can't have twenty minutes off in in a football match without people going mental. On, on ridiculous, yeah, yeah, ridiculous. Harvey, Harvey Elliott statistically is one of the best young midfielders in in Europe, but people hate him playing in, t- in the team when he co- when yeah. he comes in there, right? So. You know, that's where the difference is in, in terms of where we are. I think we're very similar in terms of the Brighton model and um, well done to them. I, I think that's a great show for a winner of the week because we haven't sort of focused in. But you could say the same. I'd love to talk about Aston Villa some week because I think... You mentioned West Ham there a few minutes ago and you mentioned Villa and also you mentioned where we're going to sit in the table after playing there. I think they're two of the trickier home games. You can have West mm-hmm. Ham and Villa that we're after picking up six points and so mm-hmm. just a, just a so they're just yeah, like we we've had a, a tough old start and the homes as well. They're two of the trickier home teams because they're like they're about in the top eight, I think, uh, West Ham and Villa at the minute. 
The Laszlo Panaflex Brighton have scouts for positions. They have guys whose job is scouting right backs and another for sentiment mids crazy detail. I think it's an embarrassment if football hasn't already developed this specialism in terms of their scouting piece. Because as Shane had now from our other passion in terms of the American Yankee throwball, they have scout they have depart whole departments, whole departments mm. for each individual position group. Yeah, and it's not just and and positions in there, and you have multiple scouts looking at these fellas. So little statistics, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's amazing. And you're right, Phil. You're right. I mean that's what I thought I thought we were doing, to be honest with you. And we probably were doing with Michael Edwards at, you know, how many times how how often does he get tired? How often is he substituted? What, what, what is he like in that specific position? How often does he get forward? I mean, that's you're absolutely it's embarrassing if you're not looking at those, yeah, yeah, yeah. And but it's a great show, but as well, because if it isn't, then yeah. we're saying we should be because I think that's how you get back to where it is. Um, okay, so let's do the quick fire on the winners of the week. So I'll go because I've been there. It is, I think they're all saying about our. The results we've gotten out of tricky away matches so far this season. So we played Tottenham away, Chelsea away, um, Newcastle Brighton away, Newcastle away, and they're all all put to bed, right? And I think that's the the points total is great out of that. Regardless of what's gone on the last two weeks, I think the points total is great out of that, and it sets us up well for the run into Christmas and hopefully having you in a position where you want to be at Christmas time. So for that point of view mm. and the results that we got there, then I'm I'm all down for us having a, a having a, a, a quiet winner on that basis, but it has nothing to do with what the week went because we blew a chance of to to of taking three points from Brighton, two one up. And um, with ten minutes left, you should be able to see out the game. That's how that's how it goes. Yeah. Pete. Winner, quick what one, mean? quick one, quick one, quick one. Come on, quick one in, ter in terms of what winner, yeah, yeah. Listen, if we, I think I'd agree with you. If we can just sort out the gimmies, we need to stop giving teams gimmies at the beginning of the of each game. I mean, it's it's basic stuff, school by stuff. You know, I don't know whether we're expecting, I don't know if it's a mentality usually is with us. Gotta stop those sloppy 20 minutes at the start of games. Do something, just keep it absolutely tight. Do it. We play the game. Whatever needs to be done. I mean, the the 3 1 joke is a running joke now over the last six weeks. But Shane is right. If Gavin Bears took his, his chance away, it's another situation where we've given a game we've given a, a goal away early and we've gone, we've run run out three one winners. Let's stop with the one and go back, try to go back to what we did in 2020, and that's just steaming through, not being pensive at the beginning and you know, waiting for teams to come at us. I don't know what it is, but we'll. I think with the run of fixtures that that we mentioned earlier on that we have over the next five six weeks, is a chance to kind of lay down a marker. We will smash Luton to bits. We'll smash the Blues. The Blues. It's, you know, there's winnable games against Forest. You don't really get the idea. Quick fire round, Davo. Give me, give us one. Give us another <laughs> quick fire winner of the week. Uh, uh, I go uh, James Madison. I watched the game. Spurs were down to ten. Uh, lovely bit of skill to set up the goal, and he's been uh, he's been really good from really good signer from yeah. Lovely bit of skill because oh, uh, yeah, I like that, I like that because we don't do enough players on this thing. It's always yeah. teams and stuff like yeah. this, and going very yeah. macro. Sometimes you need to go micro. Uh, my one of my losers of the week, uh, referees, completely incompetent. The amount of mistakes that they're making, they're, like you could have had a whole show on across the board of how bad they actually are. Um, and then the the joke that they're saying that your man Darren England can't referee Liverpool matches, it's basically an acceptance that the chap is either biased, incompetent, or both. Oh. Um, absolute <laughs> mare. Um, the only way that something happens is there has to be changed and they need to sack Howard Webb just for the crack. I, I'd be happy enough. Hacking Howard Webb would make my 
um, couple of months. Won't make any difference to the abilities of the referees, but that's what it is. So that's one of my losers of the week. Referees, VAR, and their inability to be what they are. We'll give you a loser for the saying game. Uh, Basuma gets a yellow card. Yeah. And then five, five minutes later, the one of the worst dives you'll ever see. And I'm fair, you're, you're slagging the referees in fairness. I'm not sure you see it an awful lot, but sent off for the dive for the second yellow. It was the most blatant and fucking worst dive you will ever see. Sent off, uh, sorry, but easy for me to say, put spores in the shit. And then Madison bailed him out with a lovely bit of skill. So yeah. pours in the pit. That's the fantastic bit that goes on there. P, quick loser. Let's go. Um, I'll go. I'm gonna go Ten Hag again for leaving out, leaving out Scott McTominay so much, and then the lad comes in and saves his bacon. Whatever. If 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 Eric Ten Hag says the grass is green outside your house, take a look outside because it's probably it probably isn't. I mean, McTominay is one of his least pl- set favorite players. You, don't, you really don't get quick fire, do you? Like you literally Ten Hag, don't get quick fire. Ten Hag, you have to. Ten Hag. Like, he loses uh, when he wins, even Ten Hag. I'm, I'm just stunned at your inability to to, to understand <laughs> and comprehend quick fire. <laughs> uh, for me, uh, another loser of the week is uh, poor old Lionel Messi. Um, made his comeback from injury and didn't manage to beat the mighty uh, Cincinnati of FC or whatever they're called, the Cincinnati Bear People. Bengals. Bengals. <laughs> didn't beat the Cincinnati no. Bengals at all whatsoever. Um, and yeah, that was a, that was definitely a disappointment to what it is. And a quick winner of the week, Taylor Swift again for turning up at, at Travis Kelsey and then Kelsey getting injured and then magic sponging him back to life so he comes back in and plays again. So that's no, it's not the... the, yeah. the it's just, I love it's Taylor Swift now. Magic. I don't like her music, but I love her. She, going, going out slaughtering Donald Trump. We, we like Taylor Swift. Go on, Taylor. Honestly, had you said that saying say about 10 years ago, that would have been completely different in terms of the meaning that you just talked about there. That's all I'm going to say, right? <laughs> you just said the Taylor Swift went out slaughtering Donald Trump. That's enough for me. That, Pete, you've gone out there and my, I don't know whether you're a loser or winner of the week at all. It's absolutely disgraceful. Loser of the week, Chris yeah. says, Spores, just do a quick Spores away kit. Was that bad? I didn't say yeah, yeah, it's poor. Uh, yeah, it's kind of it was, was it grey or something like that? Is it? Yeah, yeah I, didn't, I didn't really, I didn't really know. It was the answer. One of these torch kits, you know. Oh, like, grand stuff. Um, right, just want to thank everyone for jumping in the comments tonight and um, and, and remind us of a few things um, in terms of what it is. Fantastic stuff. Um, great to see all the old names and stuff like that. But, uh, Gab said last night he announced that he's doing a rebrand next week. So this is the last ever winners and losers show. Um, mm. I, don't, I don't know what it's called next week. But you know me, I'm still talking about football in the world and uh, and that type world of stuff. Game. World <laughs> games. Uh, you go watch you go watch you go watch you go watch football matches in Lansdowne Road and that's that's how it is, right? Um, oh, the, the city of Manchester Stadium, because that's what it was when they opened it and called it that. So you know things don't change, so we can Money Park, you want. called it earlier on. Money Park. <laughs> money Park. Money Park City in, in the lack of Money Park. They need to get uh, Gary yeah. Neville back in to, to get rid of this. Right, that's it. That's been your show. That's been Davo. That's been Pete. That's been me, Phil. Good night. God bless you. Talk to you next week. <laughs>